into the contest. It's Thursday the 11th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here, joined by Shane Lee. Shane, yesterday it uh, was a lunch with Lee with Simon Kadich and Ty Kennelly. How did it go? It was fantastic, Tim. A little bit slow today, but it was, uh, tell you what, it was a really, really good laugh. It's, um, yeah, it's a very, very funny episode, this one. And we spoke about everything from, you know, Michael Clark's running with uh, Simon Cadditch through to being at the Swans and, and Ty Keneally passing out at one training session, mate. So it was a bloody good laugh. Did Simon give you any little insight into that dressing room moment with Michael Clark? Cause, uh... he, sure, he sure did, mate. It was, um, he was really open and honest. So, it's uh, yeah, it's a really, really good episode. So, uh, yeah, definitely tune in. That comes out on Monday. There's a little taste, ladies and gentlemen, of lunch mm. with Lee. Coming up on the show today, there is plenty of cricket. What about? New Zealand. They've shocked England through to the T20 World Cup final. Sam Kerr nearly gets a hat-trick and Josh Giddy just, well, he just swims along in the NBA. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care. Oh, main hair care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, main hair care. This was a good win by New Zealand. Look, their their whole stocks as a cricketing nation have gone forward in leaps and bounds the past five years. And uh, their hearts were broken, of course, uh, just a couple of years by England in Mm. that World Cup final, the 50-over World Cup final. And here they are. They've sort of, uh, I don't know if you call it revenge a little way down the road, but it was a good win and they've kicked England out. They have, mate, and uh, England were probably the favourites going into this whole semi-finals, and um, England scored 166, and New Zealand were in a bit of trouble early doors, two for 13, and then four for 107, um, but it was Jimmy Neesham who came in for New Zealand, he quick-fired 27 off only 11 balls, and, and Daryl Mitchell was there at the end, mate, 72 not out to get New Zealand home, mate, so they're now in the final, and tonight we have Australia playing Pakistan, the winner obviously will play New Zealand in the final, so come on Aussies. An yeah. Anzac final. Yeah, exactly. Around Armistice Day, of course, the 11th of the mm. 11th today. And um, he he clubbed a couple of big hits, didn't he? I know it was only 27 runs against Chris Wokes, Nisham. Yeah, he did, mate. And um, But England, their bowling towards the death was uh, was horrible, actually. They, they, they really took the gas, I thought. Um, they lost their way. They couldn't sort of deliver and execute the Yorkers. And um, New Zealand made the most of it, but... Um, yeah, they've uh, as always in England. When they when they win, the the Barmy Army and the supporters are on board. But when they lose, they they turn quick on quick on the palms. So hopefully that continues all summer. They're as good as I can remember. New Zealand, to be honest, uh, they they they're really good. Yeah, very well led uh, with Kane Williams and and um, uh, just a very very good team that do the basics very well. And uh, yeah, they've got a lot of belief. They're going to be hard to beat in the final. Yeah, and now Australia plays Pakistan as you mentioned uh, later on tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, it's a tough game, isn't it? Always hard to beat Pakistan in Sharjah, but 
T20's that kind of game, isn't it? You just need one of our stars to to take the lead and get some momentum and, you know, you're halfway to winning the game. Yeah, I think uh, the key against Pakistan are the first two overs, both when they bat and they bowl. If you can stop them getting off to a fly with the bat and stop them getting early wickets, uh, you go a long way to winning the match. So I think the first four overs of the, to- of the match in total are the key for Australia. That Focus on that, and, and I think we can we can we get a good win in. Part of the Australian sporting focus over the past few weeks or past couple of months has been on the NBA. We now have a lot of players, a lot of Australian basketballers playing in the big league in America. Really interesting article that uh, I was reading today about uh, comments from Andrew Bogut. Now, he came out, in radio, on radio yesterday, and and basically said that Josh Giddy, who we're, we're looking at at the moment, uh, is is immune to some of the things that Ben Simmons had when he came first to the NBA because the spotlight's not on Giddy because the team he's playing for is one of the lowest in the league. In contrast mm-hmm. to where Simmons was with the big lights on him, and we're seeing a little bit of that collateral damage now. Yeah, I think so. Um, we could probably only make excuses for Ben Simmons, but yeah, his first three years, it was, as he said, in the spotlight, but but that comes with being a top player anyway, and um, I think there is a bit of a spotlight um, on Josh Giddy. but as you said, he's not playing, or the expectations aren't for him to win every match, and uh, he could sort of slowly get into um, his career, but the way he's, he's performing, there's going to be more and more expectations on him um, come next year and the year after, etc. So, yes, it's tough professional sport, mate. You've got to keep doing it week in, week out, and particularly in the NBA where you play so many games and uh, they're really, really good players. So, you've got to be your A game every day, Timmy. Absolutely. Now, Rugby League and Benji Marshall, back at the West Tigers, obviously he retired from playing at the, at the end in that grand final for when Souths went down to Penrith. But back to the West Tigers where it all began, of course, he revolutionised some of the play back in the early 2000s and uh, he'll be a real addition to their coaching staff. Yeah, very, very smart move from Tim Sheen to, to bring Benji back to... Uh, I suppose, to his home, mate, where, where, as you said, where he started his career and and won a premiership there. Um, He's obviously very, very good, respected by the players, smart guy, both on and off the field. And he'll have some sort of mentoring mentoring role there. And, um, yeah, he'll add some real, real value, I think, to the Tigers. Good decision. Yeah, and there's a lifeline story for a rugby league player. Does this come as a great surprise? Who would have thought? Like you see, (laughs) it almost follows the exact script, doesn't it? Turmoil, drama, club sacks, two months later, Another club picks you up. So, look, it happens for a certain amount of time. I know that some players eventually just get their, their papers stamped, but we're talking about Curtis Scott here. Of course, the Raiders has had some trouble. It looks like he's going to find himself a new club. Yeah, the, the 24-year-old uh, had his two-year contract torn up at the Raiders um, last year, but now, um, and he's still uh, in the midst of assault charges too, Timmy, so mm. that's not been cleared yet, but... Um, Parramatta have come to the rescue, mate. They're offering him a one-year contract. Um, so he will be playing in the NRL next year, um, albeit uh, what happens with these assault charges. But, yeah, he's only 24. He's got a, quite a, a litany of uh, issues against him already. Um, hopefully he can take this last opportunity and do a good job for Parramatta and, and keep his nose clean. They can find a lifeline, can't they, league players? Of course, Paul Warren's <laughs> over at Canterbury after the barbecue, and there he was. It was interesting. I was just sort of all, 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 all in the new bulldog strip, blue and white. He had his cap turned around. It's like, it's like nothing happened. It's like there were no snags on the barbie, you know? 
<laughs> mate, these things happen, mate. But um, yeah, I've always said, but that they are young guys. They do some stupid things, and um, you just hope they learn, Timmy, eventually. And uh, he's been given a really good opportunity from Parramatta. They're a good side, and uh, if he can get his act together, he'll fit into that team really well. You, you never needed a lifeline, did you? You, you stayed, you stayed well out of trouble. Oh, I did my best, Timmy. I'm, I know I'm no angel. Let's be honest, but. Uh, there were no iPhones either, were there? They came slowly later. Yeah, well, a lot of the times, mate, I remember being in just just in clubs or pubs, and um, mm. and you could sense when there was something was going to go wrong, and you know you just have to put your beer down and leave, mate. And um, yeah, but, but I'm definitely not saying I'm any, no angel, Timmy, but. Uh, yeah, you got you got to be smart. I think. Yeah, uh, look, yeah, none of us are angels, uh, to be honest. Uh, those who haven't seen cast the first stone, mm. isn't that the comment? Now, Brett Preble, of course, he won the Caulfield Cup on incentivised the jockey. He came second in the Melbourne Cup, and uh, talk about things going wrong. He was at a restaurant at uh, Ross Lyon's birthday. The the, the a, former AFL mm. coach, or I'm sure that he'll coach again. And um, walked out with blood on his shirt. Now, one 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 line of uh, discussion saying, "Ah, oh, nothing. It was just a couple of mates. He fell over and cut himself." But um, generally, where there's mud, <laughs> would possibly mate. But yeah, a jockey walks out with blood on him. Someone may have had a nosebleed and it bled down on the little fella. Now they reckon there was some sort of scuffle. But the owner of the restaurant saying it was a very very harmless incident. Um, someone slipped and he fell over. And he's got some blood on him. Move on. Yeah, yeah. I think he's okay. You know, like there's just a little bit of claret on your shirt. Um, now, if you ever want to proof why these organisations are uh, putting these tough rules in place in and around vaccination, uh, again, mm. we've seen another uh, player, AFLW player, test positive. So the, the, the disruption that it causes is enormous, isn't it? It is. Um but they've got the systems right and they've acted really quickly here. So an unnamed person in the AFLW from Carlton, uh, who was fully vaccinated, by the way, uh, has tested positive. Um, they did the test quickly, the first sort of um, one they could do themselves. Then they took, took them off site, did the proper test, and now they're isolating. Move on. And, um, mate, this is going to keep happening for, for years to come. We have to live with this disease. Um, and what they've done there is the right thing to do. Yeah, and, uh, and until it sort of does become that kind of cold thing that they talk about, these issues are going yeah. to continue to, to pop up. So uh, that's happening in the AFL. Um, the UFC, uh, legend Anderson Silva's son, Gabriel, what about that? Brutally KO'd in that kickboxing um, moment. That was unbelievable. Yeah, fruit does fall too far from the tree, Timmy. I think uh, he's he's got knocked out. His dad, obviously a legend of the sport, and uh, he got he gets into the ring and gets absolutely KO'd in the, in the first minute. Um, it's brutal, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. Look, I, I don't know. I it's not my chosen fruit that sport. I, I just you know you have to I have to look away. Um, now NFL. What about Odell Beckham Jr.? Um, what about the kind of coin they're talking about this uh, divorce from the Cleveland Browns and. And it's just lotto kind of money, isn't it? It's big, big bucks. He's a wide receiver. Um, he's been uh, with the Cleveland Browns, as you mentioned, but very rarely do players become a free agent. And by that, I mean he's totally off contract. So he can now negotiate. I think he wants to go potentially um, to the Seattle Seahawks, but he goes there with um, no trade, uh, no other club sort of selling him and, and asking for things in return. Free agent, he can ask for what he wants. And we're talking tens of millions of dollars here that he'll uh, – 
he'll sign probably a two-year deal, I'd say, with the Seahawks. Yeah, to pay for the Renault on the granny flat, wouldn't it? That kind of money. <laughs> you buy a new granny. That's a ridiculous. <laughs> it's amazing money. Now, now Martin Brundle, of course, has uh, you know grown into a, a really accomplished F1 commentator and uh, you know an interviewer. And this is an interesting one. They've put a clause uh, so um, celebrities stop snubbing him in interviews. They do. Um, I don't understand this one quite. They're saying that they have to speak to him now, do they? But he was sort of saying he doesn't mind when they he gets ignored because he sort of just keeps annoying him like a like a little brother, I suppose. But uh, yeah, it's the the Brundle clause, mate. Interesting. It's going to be good to watch. So they have to talk to him now. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I, I wish this kind of clause was in place when I was uh, like on the football beat, like doing <laughs> sideline eye and stuff all those years ago, trying to get Wayne Bennett to talk because we were we were we were the. Uh, the rights holder, and you know, because he was the coach of Brisbane Broncos, and because he was who he is, Wayne Bennett, he'd just say no to you. It wouldn't matter. Like he just nah, nah. I've told you before, Tim. Nah. I thought you were going to say you wish the Brundle clause was in play when you, you know, back in your dating days and talking to girls in pubs when they had to talk oh, to you. I didn't need a Brundle clause, Shane. I, uh, you know, I was that silky man. You could imagine, couldn't you, with me with half half my dinner, half my dinner down my shirt, spilling drinks on them. I wasn't uh, I wasn't the smoothest on the on the on the street. But uh, <laughs> as we as we wind the clock back today, um, you, we just we we just discussed this uh, NFL player who was mm. a free agent, and it's an interesting thing, isn't it? The whole the whole discussion between. A player in the clubs generally these days there's a there's a cast of managers and that's when I'd really notice where, where cricket had changed from when I first started reporting it when uh, you were a, a very young player to or even before then um, to to when I when I sort of finished covering it as a as a like day to day journal by the end there was like managers like player would turn up and you'd have three or four people representing yeah. it. But uh, back in your day, was it just Shane Lee taking on Cricket Australia? Yeah, it was, mate. It was, uh, and they used to call it a contract negotiation. And it, was, it wasn't a contract negotiation. It was a contract presentation. Um, so if you didn't have a state contract back then, um, you had an Australian contract, you'd walk in, they'd say, you're ranked out of 25 players in one-day cricket number seven. And in test cricket, you're ranked number 25 because you're not playing test cricket. Therefore, your base salary is X. That's mm. it. Thank you very yeah. much. Goodbye. <laughs> it's very, very short negotiation, mate. Um, you had nowhere, no room to move. What you could potentially do is say, well, give me, instead of a one-year contract, maybe give me two. But that was the only negotiating part of the whole discussion because this is what we think you're worth and that's what you're going to get. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I remember those early days in the media. Someone should, like what a boss, and I won't say names or anything. Just pushed a piece of paper over. He goes, "Take that or <laughs> right. off." So it was just, it was thinking, oh, okay, all right. So I'm not I'm not as valued as I think I am. <laughs> That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our wonderful sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M A N E MainHairCare.com. And our great producer. Dan McHugh back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.